This is Owning Your Shit with Carson McKenna, a series in which I read from my journals. The series was recorded over a few weeks period in winter of 2022 and addresses various themes from friendship to panic disorder Tonight is the eve of my closing on my first house. I have been grinning manically all the live long day. I can't believe it's only been five months since I first scripted about the house that I wanted so badly. Tomorrow I'll get the keys to my Barbie dream house and it's pretty much everything I asked for. It's a triplex, it's on the west side, it has a lovely porch, it has a backyard, and there are even chickens next door. It's actually better than what I originally scripted. And thanks to my tenants, I won't be having to pay the mortgage. This is truly a landmark moment in my life, and I'm so grateful. I feel all the potential and excitement that my mom felt when her restaurant was about to be born into the world. Um, I'm just so grateful. Part of me feels irrationally saved from, I'm not sure what, uh, maybe frustration, unfulfillment, or disillusionment with the law of attraction, which I've been reading about for three years now and trying so hard to practice, Um, or maybe just the overall trajectory of my life. If I can become a homeowner, then I've crossed the one big thing off my list, and being in my mid-30s isn't so daunting. Um, I'm proving to myself that the law of attraction is real, as real as the laws of gravity, and I've done a wonderful job of basically brainwashing myself into pure belief. I have this inalienable dogma now that things will work out, and my house will serve as proof of that. Um, Desire without expectation and no attachment. Who needs attachment when knowing sponsors my experience? I can feel myself unvelcroed to the outcome because I trust in it so deeply. It got to the point where just daydreaming about my house was fun, and I didn't even notice the longing or the yearning. I just, it was just so exciting to be there in the fantasy realm. And then fantasy translated effortlessly into reality. James the painter is my first appointment for today. He's going to be painting a wall in my bedroom lilac. And he's going to be touching up some of the chip white all throughout the house. Apart from that, I'm not sure where the day is going to lead me. Um, I'm being a lot more frugal now that the $8,000 check for my clothes and cashed. Um, I only spent $20 yesterday and I made very, very conscious purchases. For instance, I bought cashews, which were an investment. They've gone to live in my purse as an emergency stopper in hunger. So I don't binge on something if I'm out and about and starving and rabid. I am so in love with my house. She's mine. I get giddy thinking about all the ways I could inhabit this space. Will I have a banger in the yard this summer? Will I rent out the house this summer if I go to Europe? Will I use the second bedroom as my office? All of it's on the table. 
I'm giddy over the ideas that bubble up so deliciously. For now, it's sufficient to have furniture in my shopping cart and Wayfair. The pink blush ottoman, the faux fur rug, and of course, there's my mom who can't stop setting me Facebook marketplace ads for furniture that she sees. She loves to scout for this stuff. She's even showed up at my house uninvited, totally unannounced, with random things that she's purchased from home goods. She sees it as, as her house to bedeck. Lessons in new homeownership. So I'd like to give a thank you to Matt, the gentleman who tore out all my carpet yesterday. He was out of breath and his face was sheeny with sweat when I got home. He really exerted himself on behalf of that ugly ass carpet. We had a little misunderstanding that is only worth documenting because misunderstandings and miscommunications are so endemic to the current world. Talking it through is really the cure, and this is evidence of that. Um, it was such a relief to have his, his point explained to me. What happened was he told me it was going to be $100 extra than what he originally quoted me at, and I got really upset, worried that I was being gypped by a carpenter for being a new homeowner. But then when I got home, he explained to me that the extra $100 was attributable to him having to fuel up his truck and drive the carpet to the dump. And you get charged at the dump to make drop-offs because he had to get rid of the carpet. So once I understood that, of course I paid him and I got angry at myself. I felt all my anger was silly that I had reacted as I did. I was so triggered in the moment when the price skyrocketed, but then it made total sense. I learned a lesson as a new homeowner. Carpet can't just be chucked to the curb, as I was envisioning. It has to be taken to the dump. Duh. I mean, I wonder how many more times I'm going to have moments like these, where things that I never imagined are going to come out of the woodwork and force themselves to be dealt with. Here's some points of appreciation for the day. I appreciate Matt, Lila, Diet Coke, Kate Moss, coffee, and my new ottoman, which I'm sitting in right now. It's so comfortable. I appreciate Grace for taking me to Home Goods to go shopping. And I appreciate the gym. I had a good sweat today and the endorphin high. I'm still riding. I feel so clean and simple afterwards. My inner frizz is always salved. I decided for today, at the start of the day, that I'm going to feel good no matter what conditions may come. I ask that thoughts which reflect this reality visit me. Others that don't may float on. Oh, I'm also thankful for trust, for peanut butter and chocolate, and for medicine. Medicine helped my migraine, which came up. But I'm so thankful to Sumatriptan because the day could have gone off the rails, but it doesn't because of this drug. I had so much fun this morning. Um, I 
I decided to forsake my precious morning routine of podcasting and journaling and meditating in favor of being spontaneous and driving around for a coffee run with Cody and our Gen Z friends, none of which clock, none of whom clock 25. We, have, we amassed too many funny lines to remember in the car. In fact, the whole thing was, could have just been a gorgeous standalone novella. Liam and Emma's dynamic, Kiko as the neutral tonic. Emma was ragging on Liam for being with Molly, this drug girl who's 10 years his senior. Um, Emma, with her con- strong strength and her conservative leanings, she knows what's right and wrong, her knowledge of what certain details add up to, she's completely solid. And when I see Liam, I just plots. I want to cuddle him and slurp him up. He's like a vat of buttery rice with a glass of milk. But then there's the surprise of spice. Uh, when that You get that when he correctly labels things and sees all. His signature move is to name something spicy and then giggle. His eyes lit up manically. His humor is such a perfect, elegant rendering of Irishness. He says the thing, but with a mask of subtlety. For instance, when he heard about the show Pussy Valley, which Cody has been binging on, he giggled, Pussy Valley? Cody, I think we need to expand our housing search, because obviously Cody is his realtor. And we picked him up from Molly's house. A gang of fire trucks came whooshing by. Liam grins and goes, guys, what if I just set fire to Molly's house? What if? I love my friends.